0: It's Tuesday, February 6, 2024, and I'm Dave Sobel. 3 things to know today. The SEC introduces new cybersecurity rules for SaaS systems to enhance data protection. Zero trust adoption is on the rise in SMB and mid-market sectors, per some Tech Isle reports. And the FBI warns SMBs those old routers are targeted in a China-linked hacking campaign. This is the business of tech. With as many breaches and security concerns as I report in this show, it should be obvious that cybersecurity is not just about technology, but also the human expertise needed to interpret and respond to complex threats. Huntress is focused on elevating SMBs and MSPs around the world. Huntress has a suite of fully managed cybersecurity solutions powered by a 24 by 7 human-led SOC dedicated to continuous monitoring, Expert investigation and rapid response, and the proof is the execution. Huntress is the number one rated EDR for SMBs on G2. Want to know more about the platform? Visit huntresscom radio to learn more. You knew security would come up again, didn't you? Let's do the big picture first. The SEC has implemented new cybersecurity rules for SaaS systems requiring public companies to disclose cyber incidents and ensure cybersecurity readiness. The rules apply to data stored in SaaS systems and connected third-party apps. The SEC's approach is motivated by the rise in cybersecurity incidents and the lack of distinction between on-prem, cloud, and SaaS data breaches. SaaS security shortcomings and SaaS-to-SaaS connections also contribute to the SEC's focus on improving cybersecurity. Organizations must assess and manage the risks associated with SaaS systems and connections to protect sensitive data and comply with regulations. Ransomware groups saw a surge in victims in 2023, with a 49% increase in reported victims, according to Palo Alto Network's Unit 42. The rise was attributed to attacks exploiting zero-day vulnerabilities, such as the MoveIt transfer software hack. Unit 42 also identified 25 new ransomware leak sites, but noted that some had shut down. Law enforcement successfully disrupted prominent ransomware groups like Hive and Ragnar Locker. While illegal crypto activity decreased, ransomware revenue increased, suggesting attackers have adapted to improved cybersecurity measures. According to Searchlight Cyber's annual ransomware report, the big three ransomware groups are losing ground to new collectives. Although their attack output increased in 2023, their share of overall ransomware victims declined as the total number of operators grew. New groups such as 8Basem, Akira, and Rycidia emerged as Actum ransomware operators. The report also highlighted the fluid nature of ransomware operations, with groups dissolving and reforming under new names and borrowing tactics from rivals. Security teams are advised to track ransomware groups on the dark web to stay updated on the latest threats. According to a report by Cohesity, despite having do-not-pay-ransomware policies, 97% of UK organizations that fell victim to ransomware attacks in the past two years have paid the ransom. The research also found that many organizations are willing to pay millions to recover data and restore business processes. Respondents express concern about their ability to deal with cyber attacks and the need to improve executive awareness and data security responsibility. A study by Commvault reveals an increasing synergy between IT and security teams in businesses as organizations recognize the need for collaboration to combat those sophisticated cyber breaches. The study shows that the relationship between IT ops and security departments has become more interconnected. With shared objectives and united procedures. However, there's still progress to be made in setting up collective systems for security incident recovery. Why do we care? Despite progress, ransomware groups are finding lots of opportunities. I'm fascinated by their ability to adapt and reshape. And this sets the groundwork for our next story. In an analysis by Tech Isle, Zero-trust adoption is gaining significance in the SMB and mid-market sectors. While awareness of zero-trust is low among small businesses, larger organizations show higher familiarity and perceive it as important. About 30% of upper-mid-market firms are engaged in zero-trust access projects, while small businesses have no immediate plans. Zero-trust's unique approach of perpetual authentication and focus on proactive security resonates with those small customers. Implementing Zero Trust poses challenges such as inventory management, resource allocation, communication, and cultural transformation. Partner ecosystems are crucial in helping organizations adopt Zero Trust by providing guidance, expertise, and fine-tuning solutions. Why do we care? Zero Trust, while not a silver bullet nor a magic solution, feels like a directional change in how security is managed in organizations. I challenge that the change is needed. If insanity is doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting different results, security practices should also change to get different results, and thus, zero trust. Now let's get tactical. A recent China-linked router hacking campaign demonstrated that small and medium-sized businesses with old routers have become a target for nation-state hackers. The FBI disclosed that the campaign compromised hundreds of SMB and home routers, forming a botnet that could be used for launching attacks against critical infrastructure. Using unsupported routers by SMBs makes them an easy target for threat actors who can exploit vulnerabilities and go undetected. Remote desktop software maker AnyDesk experienced a cyber attack that compromised its production systems. The company has revoked security certificates, replaced systems, and urged users to change passwords. While it's unknown if any information was stolen, there is no evidence of end-user systems being affected. AnyDesk recommends downloading the latest software version and has disclosed the incident to relevant authorities. A new cyber attack campaign targeting macOS users has also been discovered using cracked copies of popular software products to distribute a backdoor. It's large-scale and novel, multi-stage payload delivery technique, and it sets this campaign apart. The threat actor behind the campaign is using cracked macOS apps with titles that would interest business users, putting organizations at risk if they do not restrict user downloads. The campaign may be an attempt to build a macOS botnet. The malware, called Activator, prompts users to copy two malicious executables to the application's folder, disabling macOS's gatekeeper settings, and initiating a series of malicious actions. Even if the cracked software is later removed, the infection remains. Why do we care? The fact that the macOS campaign is unique caught my eye. A macOS botnet is a scary proposition. If you need another reason to upgrade your customer's old gear, the fact that it's being specifically targeted and called out by the FBI should help. One would hope right? Today's episode is supported by CoreView. Your customers need your Microsoft 365 expertise and CoreView has the only M365 management platform designed for MSPs. Manage hundreds of tenants, automate manual tasks, and monitor compliance, all while intelligently comparing to the baseline. With a no-code control approach, CoreView revolutionizes your Microsoft 365 administration. This powerful platform enables automatic reporting and remediation, ensuring optimal performance and security. The best part? You achieve this high level of service without the need for a large workforce, allowing you to focus on growing your business through efficiency. Want to know more? Visit coreview.com MSP and find out more. Thanks for listening. Today, National Frozen Yogurt Day and National Chopsticks Day. And if you can combine the two, I want to see it. Got a comment, a question, a thought on one of my stories? Put it in the comments if you're on YouTube or reach out on LinkedIn if you're listening to the podcast. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines, posted at businessof.tech. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button and follow or subscribe. It's free and easy and the best way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash mspradio or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on the show, visit mspradio.com engage. Once again, thanks for listening to me. I will talk to you again on our next episode of The Business of Tech. Part of the MSP Radio Network.